Greetings! Welcome to Film Gazers, a podcast focusing on the science fiction, horror, fantasy, trinity, and 20th century entertainment. I'm Steph. I'm Jess. We're cousins slash besties. Join us as we reminisce, discuss, and review films from our childhood. <laughs> I like how you always end it just with an Attenborough like like vibe. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that was a compliment. <laughs> David Attenborough is always a compliment. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, we are doing the last in our year of the dragon month. March of musicals will mm-hmm. be next month. It's going to be pretty fun across the universe. Moulin Rouge. I feel like these are going to be two very different movies for us to do on the podcast. Like, just because so far we've done kind of like, uh, you know, like blockbuster action, funny kind of, yeah, sci-fi, you know, a lot of like campy things. Um, I feel like these are kind of more like just regular serious movies. Yeah. So it'll be drama. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't done too much drama. So yeah, I think it'll be a little change of pace. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, of course, April, we have teased about our Film Gazers International European vacation. (laughs) In the States. Yeah, I gotta say, like, France has definitely had been taking the lead. Um, Bonjour. (laughs) Bonjour. I I hope there's people, like, they probably talk like that over there, right? Like, there has to be, like, Valley Girl French accents. Like, to an extent. I feel like with the internet, right? Like, I would love to yeah. see, like, like a French, cool. like, influencer, yeah. and you see them, and they're like, bonjour! <laughs> like, but everything's still in, like, actual French. I, that, yeah, <laughs> like, that's probably Like, a is thing. that a thing? And I wonder. <laughs> I'm gonna have to, we're gonna have to Google it. Uh, yeah, well, you Google it. Anyway. Yeah, so, like, again, we're completely uh, surprised and shocked by that. <laughs> so, uh, again, uh, merci. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, of course, we'll be also showcasing uh, movies from uh, Belgium and uh, Germany. Uh, So far, who knows? By the time we get closer to April, some other European country could just snatch it away from one of them. Snatch away the title. (laughs) It's going to be like the Olympics. For which there is no prize. It's no prize at all. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, other than, I guess, like, maybe a movie being done to... In your honor. The billions of listeners that we have billions <laughs> billions yes. we will eventually manifesting 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 so what you've been watching what you've been doing um i'm still watching face off the tv show not nick cage nice um i also watched a series it was only like eight episodes called fool me once what I feel like it was on Netflix. Okay, like I feel like I know the cover or something, mm-hmm. and I never actually clicked on it. I even told synopsis my mom that based on that title, I wouldn't have picked that out to watch because that's a really terrible title. <laughs> <laughs> um, the synopsis is it was a big, like elaborate mystery whodunit kind of thing. Oh, really? Um, where the main female protagonist is a former like military helicopter pilot oh civilians were killed um a pharmaceutical company is involved with other also it's like espionage yes it's like all kinds of intertwined shit together also a cop and like stuff's going on with him and well computer i windows security (laughs) security 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 Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Got a little overzealous there. <laughs> Second interruption. Jeez. Sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah, I would not have expected any of that to be. I guess I thought it was going to be like some kind of romance drama. And I was I like, no. Didn't. it? I didn't even yeah. want to think twice about it based on that. So I was like, fool me once. <laughs> okay, George Bush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
my god. Do you remember that yes. Because I mean, and then um, I think it's Jay Cole uses it in one of his rap songs. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but yeah, there's a he has a sample like from, from like That's that. Hilarious. Yeah, it is in the song. It's like part of the song in the middle, in the fucking middle of it. I think like, he's like, fool me, fool me one, fool me twice. Like, <laughs> come on, come on, George. Idiot. You can do it. Yeah, it was so funny. So, and then you've been doing your, uh, keeping it moving. Yes. Um, so Dave's supposed to walk more. Um, mm-hmm. well, just exercise in general, trying to lose weight for any surgeries that yeah. we might have to have in the future. Um, so we've been walking around our neighborhood and we actually live like, you know, um, I took you there. Yeah. <laughs> we live like half a mile down the road from a quarry, which is pretty cool. Um, it is. It was like very pretty. Yeah. It's actually beautiful. Yeah. There. For it, I mean, obviously it's like a construction type quarry, like, right. you know, type thing where they're like get dirt for that kind of stuff. But mm, it was still very beautiful. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, it was. Um, and like you said, exactly one mile. Yeah. Like the distance is so easily... Like, oh, one mile, then you could do it again if you want to do another mile. Exactly. Like, yeah, like it's an like, easy, so it's, easy. It's, ex, it's an exact number to make measurements by. Yeah. This is my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, how perfect. Exactly. Half a mile perfect. there, half yeah. a mile back. And then also, if we walk down to the main road and down the sidewalk and then loop around, mm-hmm. that's like 1.2 miles. Nice. Nice. So, we've been doing that. Um, going at sunset or... We went at night one time, and you could see the full moon, which was oh, badass. Nice. Yeah, you live a little further out of town. So the so light yeah. pollution wasn't too bad. Nice. So the stars were really nice. That, yeah. that is. That's so super that's cool. been fun. Yeah, uh, I had the goal of like going. Um, I was supposed to basically switch up my gym schedule this week because I would always try to go like Tuesday, Thursdays, and Tuesdays after work, it is so fucking busy. Mm. That I could, like, barely... I'm having to wait to, like, get on stuff. And then, like, it takes me even longer. And the whole point is that it's not supposed to. Like, I get off even, like, technically an hour earlier. Like, I go in an hour earlier so I can get off an hour earlier just so I can get to the gym a little earlier. Right. And then it's still not, like, it's so helping busy. it. So yeah. yeah, it's just so busy. That was why Andrew was like, oh, you should maybe try to go on, like, later in the week, like, Wednesday through Friday. Like, people want to get it done earlier in the week, yeah. so it seems like it peters off, like, the more you go. And so my, I had every intent to do that this week. I didn't. I like, well, because I was like, I'm going to go Wednesday. And I had a really horrible day at work. And so I was like, I'm not doing fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I didn't. And I just skipped going. And then I didn't go Friday either. And it was just, I just abandoned the week completely. Like, I basically was like, just throw the week away. I'll start over next. Start over on Monday. Because, yeah, I've been trying not to, like, overly watch TV or, like, screen time. I did terrible at that. Like, I was on my phone way too much. I did get some things accomplished, though, that I wanted to get done. So I'm trying not to beat myself up too much. Mm. So we watched a little bit of uh, our Zom 100-like anime. Um, I started some Queer Eye. Because usually that's, like, an uplifting show, you know? But I don't know. It just made me a little more sad this week, too. I just feel like it was a weird week for me, I guess, maybe. Yeah, for some reason, the last time I watched it, it didn't, it wasn't as uplifting for me as it usually is. Yeah. It just made me feel a little more sad. Yeah, and I don't know why. Mm, I can't tell you either. Um, so instead, I've kind of took a little backseat and I started uh, reading um, a book that, like, my journal sister had, like, picked out and was like, hey, if you want to read this, like, the next between the next time we exchange, I think, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, it's called Sterling House. Um, I guess it just came out in October, but my library had it, luckily. So oh, okay. I checked it out at my library. It's kind of like, almost sounds like, a, it's like a haunted house kind of story. Um, ooh, you know, there's a story behind it and something's happening. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, so it sounds cool. Uh, and then I've also been listening to a lot of, like, goth and dark wave kind of music. And then also, like, mall soft music. So where it almost sounds like, like, 90s and 80s, like, mall vibes. Um, so yeah, it's just been a weird, nice. weird week for me. <laughs> listening to weird shit. Not really in the mood to watch too much. Trying to get through. Mm-hmm. Trying to get through. Trying yes. to get through. I had high hopes for February. It's um kind of a bummer start, but yeah, I'm hopeful. It's like going downhill. Pick up momentum. Further we go. That's hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, we got Valentine's Day to look forward to. Yes, Valentine's Day. That's always a good time. Lots of female energy is always nice. 
Yes, and I did... My Shein order should be in on Tuesday. Oh, there you go. (laughs) I did have fun watching Dragonheart this week. I didn't, you know, mind yeah. it as much as I was not looking. I was not looking forward to watching. I'll be honest. Yeah, and then watching I can it, tell. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, it's cute. That's yeah, nice. <laughs> like a kids' movie. Whatever." I know. So with that, we'll just uh, take. I'll take it away a little bit. It's like Pete the Magic Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in this episode, we watched 1996's Dragon Hearts. It was directed by Rob Cohen. The screenplay by Charles Edward Pogue. Story by Charles Edward Pogue and Patrick Reed Johnson. Produced by Rafaela De Laurentiis. Starring Julie Christie, Sean Connery, Dinah Meyer, Pete Postlewaite. 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 I don't know if I said Postlewaite. Postlewaite. Dennis Quaid and Daniel Thewlis. Again, these... These really harsh names. They're little harsh for me to say. (laughs) (laughs) The cinematography was by David Egby. Edited by Peter Amundsen. Uh, Music by Randy Edelman. And distributed by Universal Pictures. It was released uh, in the United States May 31st, 1996. Funnily enough, released in the United Kingdom October 18th, 1996. Hmm. I think it would have released sooner in the UK, considering. The running time is 103 minutes. It was filmed in some of the UK, uh, the United States, and mainly Slovakia. Interesting. Yep. The budget was $57 million and the box office was $115.3 million. It's more than I was expecting. It, yeah. So not too shabby. I will I will say when I was also doing research and notes, this movie was higher regarded also than I thought it would be. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most people had a lot of pleasant things to say in, in memory, like, oh, and looking back, um, so I'm gonna get into the fun facts and mm-hmm. you'll kind of figure out why. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So this is just something fun. Uh, if you notice in the film, whenever Draco does breathe fire, it's always from his nostrils. It's never from his mouth. Yeah. They don't it's know why, but it was just fireballs. a choice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in order to properly animate uh, Draco amongst the humans, there were several uh, full-scale props that were made. Small aircraft planes were used, um, like, doing flyovers. So when it was supposed to be him flying, that's how they all look like they're actually looking, uh, looking at the at same, the same thing. thing. They just okay. did, like, little small, like, crop planes and stuff. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so a lot of practical effects were still used, um, despite it being, you know, him obviously being CG. <laughs> despite the horrific CG use. <laughs> um, so Quaid was a, a little badass. Um, he broke his pinky finger in two places. Oh, no. On the 92nd day of filming. And um, he had to wear a cast and fight through the pain for weeks. <laughs> they said he was able to channel his pain into the role. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> um, so the animators did model Draco's movements um, on like a ton of footage of Sean Connery. Apparently, the director had, like, took a ton of still frames and all this other stuff of, like, just every kind of, like, his mannerisms, the way he did his eyebrows, like, from all the James Bond movies and the, you know, any anything, basically. Um, and, yeah, so all of the... I couldn't tell. All of the guys... Uh, well, if you notice the one where they do make it look like he's lifting his eyebrow and going, like... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the only part of Sean Connery that you saw. That they, yeah, that, that they, they were captured. able to get. There was a joke that he makes that the CG uh, actor was the highest paid actor because it took $22 million to create Whoa. him. So Draco was defined by 240,000 points on the computer. Dimensionally, he was 18 feet tall. 43 feet long with a 52.3 foot wingspan. <laughs> so that was how he was really supposed to be. Okay. Uh, and many of the visual effects artists who worked on this also worked on Jurassic Park. Yeah. So, hmm. okay. So, yeah, this is where we'll go a little more into the visual effects. Because obviously he's the fucking dragon is like the star of the show. Um <laughs> 
the movie had went into production for less than like six months. Like the movie itself was hardly anything, basically. But post-production was 16 more months. Oh, And that was to get Draco. Mm -hmm. So this was a really new challenge. Uh, Before they had obviously done animated dinosaurs, but Jurassic Park was very much, you know, uh, the blend Mm -hmm. of the practical and the creature effects along with the CG. And that's how they kind of were able to seamlessly integrate theirs. This was the first, like, fully, yeah, and it really was, and that is why a lot of people do look fondly back at it, because it was a really big undertaking. So, they had to make, basically, this really large creature that looks as far as human as possible, but can speak, speak human, (laughs) and still have to be, like, as natural as possible without looking, like, overly cartoony, because, obviously, it even bordered on that line, you know, even now. Um, but they developed a new type of caricature software and they called it, I guess, Cari or Cari. It's C-A-R-I. Um, this technology had enabled the animators to do broad expressions and tiny little movements so they could get the big and the small basically together. Um, so that was basically the software that they used and it also remained in use for years, um, used in, I guess, other, you know, animated features and Mm. commercials, whatever, you know, people used it. So I thought that was pretty cool. The rest of everything was filmed in Slovakia. That's the castles and even the fields. Like that was actual, I think, ruins kind of also oh, okay. that That's just cool. exists in Slovakia, apparently. Um, so yeah, it looks very beautiful there. Yeah, <laughs> um, for sure. Originally, the movie had a lot of kind of different choices for the lead. Uh, Dennis Quaid was like number five, like number five <laughs> or six. Like he wasn't first. They had almost, they had pitched it to Liam Neeson. Oh. Yeah, but he ended up not doing it. Something like just, you know, schedule stuff and everything. So he ended up not doing it. But it's not Dennis Quaid was like their last pick. Like, ew. It was just more of there was these other people in mind. Also, because Dennis Quaid isn't like British or like, you know, like. Yeah. like <laughs> didn't even guess. try to be. No. At <laughs> all. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Believe me. Um, but. This is, I found one random quote, but I was like, I don't know. I feel like you're just being nice to Dennis Quaid because (laughs) he was like, oh, and once I met Dennis Quaid, I knew like he was the one. I'm like, did you? Yeah. (laughs) I feel like Liam Neeson was probably I think it was more like, (laughs) yeah, he'll do. Yeah. (laughs) He will suffice. Um, But in the making of, uh, that was released on the DVD, Quaid did comment that the director, Cohen, did make his job a lot easier because Cohen was the stand-in for the dragon (laughs) during um, all of the scenes where he's supposed to be having these full conversations. Yeah. So it made it easier for him to act off of at least just a real person. Standing in front of him. Mm-hmm. So when Patrick Reed Johnson had originally took the idea to executives at Universal, they came back with a green light in less than 48 hours, mm. which is kind of unheard of. Like most of the time, that doesn't really happen, especially with a concept so large of knowing what kind of CG um, and the visual effects had never been done before. But honestly, that's probably why why they snatched it up, obviously, because if it turned out to be great, look at all the pats on the back they could get. Right. Um, So the runtime was 103 minutes, and Draco is actually only on screen for 23 of them. Oh. Yeah. That's Which it feels like he's in it more. Yeah. It really does feel like he's in it more than 23 minutes. It does. I guess you hear him talking more or something? I, I suppose. And, I mean, it wasn't super long movie anyway. Yeah. So, I guess with what you kind of information you get from everyone else, it paced itself out well enough to where mm. you're like, oh, okay, he was, I felt like he was more moderately in there. Um, other fun fact was Clive Owen was very young, and he was used as a stand-in for test shots. Huh. So, when they were first just getting stuff ready in Slovakia, um, they didn't need the actors yet quite. They just need though their testing and stuff. So, yeah, they hire random, I guess, kind of newbie people, you know, who aren't actually acting yet. Yeah, and Clive Owen was that and person. And this little baby Clive Owen. And how much do I want to feel like? I feel like Clive Owen could have even been. I don't know how young he was, though, yeah. exactly. But I'm like, he would have been great <laughs> as a Bowen. I love Clive Owen, though. That's just me. I'm very partial to him. I Are you? so handsome. Really? I don't know what it is. I it don't is. know what it is, either. <laughs> oh, man. I think he's so cute. Not what was that movie me. he did? 
He's got a butt chin, doesn't he? He does. Not a, I like a good butt chin. Not a big butt chin. I make some very distinguished. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to stick my hand in it. Because you also have one kind of yourself. I do. No, I do. I have a club in my chin. <laughs> and to end out our facts with a little bit about the authenticity. Uh, I thought this was actually pretty cool. So they really <laughs> did make use of the really ruins, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. They were from a 10th century castle. Pretty cool. Nice. And it's like in the center of Slovakia. And so they had the production. They worked out this thing that they were allowed to basically like rebuild it kind of and use it for filming because they did actually rebuild it and do like a whole restoration program. Oh, wow. Nice. So, yeah. So it was like basically, you know. Win-win. Win-win for everybody. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. And they followed the original architecture plans and everything. Like they didn't like take liberties, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were like, hey, we'll actually do this. If you let us do this. <laughs> so I thought that was very cool. And then the costume designers, uh, Thomas uh, Casterling and Anna Shepard, um, they went above and beyond. They literally built 10th century looms and they had teams actually weave all of the costume fabric and then they hand sewed every piece together. Wow. Yeah. From Dragon Heart? Yeah. Like I, I was like, good for you guys. Like, I mean, a way to keep it cool. accurate. Because originally the script was more in the medieval times, but it was, uh, I believe, the director's point of view where he's like, nah, let's do Dark Ages. Because he felt like that would just make more sense, especially with dragons and stuff. You know, like, oh, it's so far back and we don't remember much. And, you know, mystery kind of. (laughs) And, like, more magic felt more possible in the Dark Ages. Right. So, yeah. So that was kind of his choice. I know. I had to look up last night. I was like, was King Arthur real? Is that a real thing? Was it really round table? I mean, no. They, I mean, it's no, all legend. It's all it's legend. Not, yeah. yeah, it's just like word of mouth the stuff. Legend like, could have been like true. maybe he was one cool dude, and then word of mouth went around, and then it just became like a fairy tale story. Yeah. Like, I mean, Johnny Appleseed technically was real. Yeah. But there's like all these different stories about Johnny Appleseed. I mean, I don't know if true. that's a good comparison, but it's the one I can think of that I grew up knowing being told. And like, uh, what was it? The Blue Ox. Yeah. Babe and the Blue Ox. Yeah, a whole bunch of those. It's like American folklore, I think. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Tall tales. Yeah. But yeah, so I got most of those facts um, from Screen Rant. And Jess is going to take it away with the You Googled Summer. Disillusioned Knight Bowen befriends Draco, the last of the dragons, and the two begin scamming village folk as Bowen repeatedly kills Draco for money. Bowen soon learns that Draco is the same dragon who once saved his former student, now King, Ainan, from death by giving him a piece of his own heart. Ainan is now a merciless tyrant. Even though everybody already knew and tried to tell him, and he did not believe it. And Bowen is compelled to stop him, but the bond between king and dragon means if one dies, the other does as well. All right, so when was the last time you actually watched this one? I was probably a kid. Uh, I think. Same. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think probably in 1996. Like, it was either or that, like around that time yeah, period. Yeah. Like in the 90s. Shortly after, and then I was like, eh. Mm-hmm. Like, I was too old for it, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. No, same. I think I watched it quite a bit, like, probably from 96 to, like, 99, I'm guessing. Mm hmm. Because uh, I picked this one out, obviously. Um, you were not looking forward to it. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny because I wasn't, and even when I was, when I had to watch it, I was like, looked it up, and I was like, oh, it's not even two hours. And I was like, but it's probably going to feel like it. And it didn't. And <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised. Good. I actually didn't even take that many notes because I was enjoying watching it. I was going to say same. Like, it was just, uh, uh, in terms of pacing, it was a very practically paced mm-hmm. story. You know, you had your beginning, middle, end kind of thing. I thought the characters were delightful. Like, the acting. I mean, some of the acting was super cheap. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Um, King Ainan, you know. I do have to say that 
like, and Andrew pointed this out, too, and, and I think he was very correct in saying it. Because he was like, it doesn't, he's like, it's weird because he's like, it doesn't quite feel like a kid's movie. Like, it feels too boring to mm-hmm. really, like, you know, get a children to super be interested overall. And it still has some deaths in there. Yeah, and it's still a little violent. And that's where he said he was like, it's almost like, it's too much for kids, and then it's not, though, enough for adults. Yeah. Like, it's this weird in-between. Like, I guess it's definitely a family film in that it's just very on the fence. It's supposed to be for everybody. Yeah. And I guess when I watched the trailer, I had mentioned to you after the fact, where I was like, oh, my God, I watched the trailer, and I <laughs> I almost regretted my decision. Like, oh, I should have picked a different dragon. Like, I should have picked, like, Desolation of Smaug or something. Like, <laughs> right. I don't know. And um, going into the film, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, for some reason, they just chose all of the worst, cheesiest parts right. from the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, because like I said, it was more serious than yeah. I remembered it. Um, yeah, because I was not expecting Lupin. I totally forgot. No, I totally forgot. And I was like, how perfect is he for the adult version of that boy, though? I know! Like, that was spot on. It was so spot on. And I called him Prince Pussy Lips. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, the kid had that weird kind of mouth. And I feel like... Uh, Lewis. Lewis. <laughs> Lewis. Um, <laughs> Like, yeah, like, was the perfect, like, up, uh, yeah, like, the adult version of that, yeah. of what a kid would look like if he grew into that mouth. <laughs> yes, if he grew into that mouth. Yes, exactly. Forever pissed. Yes. Okay, and, like, you threw it in your summary. So, we'll start off. It opens with very jaunty sword fighting. Yes. And it's the young prince. The only part of this movie that I remember is him, like, getting his water ready and still, like, sword... <laughs> Fencing with him. That's the only part from the movie I remember. I had no recollection of the boy at all. Yeah. Like, I didn't remember. All I remembered was the dragon and them swindling people. And I guess I, I don't thought that was swindling the entire people. movie. Like, I didn't remember anything to do with the actual prince. I, I knew it had a heart thing. Yeah. But I didn't remember... How it was connected. I didn't remember he just had to lift up his little side pocket to get his heart. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh. It's just like, whoop, there's actually some heart. <laughs> you know what I mean? Funny, you're like, we had like a pack of marbles. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them on my front pocket. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so it is supposed to be showing us, though, that Quaid's essentially a badass. Like, he can do all these things while this kid is just trying to give him hell, and he's just not very good. Teaching him the old code. The old code. Which the kid gives no shits about at all. And I feel like the kid is very much clear in how he feels and behaves. And uh, Yeah. And Quaid's character, Bowen, is just such, like, a little, like... Like brown noser almost, right. like for this kid. Like yes. I don't. I'm like, it's not your kid. Why are you acting he, like he can't totally do acting like wrong? he was his kid? Yeah, yeah. To where I'm like, was he his kid? <laughs> Did he have an affair with a queen? Because she told everybody to leave, but him in several situations, like y'all be gone, Bo, and you say. Well, I guess because he was supposed to be that kid's knight, though. You know, like, yeah, all royalty, they have, like, that person who looks at... Like, even, like, the princesses have the knight, you know, that looks after him. I guess that's just his knight was yeah. the thing. But, um, I mean, yeah, like, literally one of my first notes, because uh, I have like, the peasants are revolting, and he was like, they're always but, revolting, now they're... Uh, Another word for revolt, but that's saying that saying that oh they're so disgusting. Yeah. And uh so the (laughs) the peasants do revolt and they killed the motherfucking king. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that was the king at first. Yeah, I didn't realize I feel like the beginning was a little like shoddy in the setup with everything. Explaining things. Yeah, yeah, they're just kind of like thrust you into it. Because at first, like I said, I thought, oh, maybe it is his kid. And I'm like, oh no, it's not. He's the But yeah, in the way like the kid acted through that whole scene, he's like, oh, I want to go down there. I want to be down there and, like, fight or whatever. He's like, this isn't fighting. This is, like, trampling people. Yeah. On your horse. That and are... So why did you believe this kid was so pure of heart? Exactly. When he was, like, literally ready to go, like, just murder some peasants. Yeah. He, because he basically said it looked like fun. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, I just meant you're so strong or whatever he says. Like, oh, you would make none of this when he was like, well, there's no honor. And yeah. He's like, yeah, I could mow down peasants. Why would I? (laughs) (laughs) 
So naturally, uh, the kid gets fucked up by this young girl, this Cara. young redhead, Kara, with her long wig. <laughs> And it's an accident, even, where she, like, bumps into him and pushes him, yeah. like, into this, like, uh, side pokey wood pokey thing, yeah, that, like, impales him. And I'm like, damn, this vi- village could all be gone in the matter of seconds, because with those thash roofs, like, all they do is touch it with fire Well, and that's dead. what they do. They, like, they start lighting their... everything on fire, I, I know. don't they? Yeah, yeah, like, I don't know. One so... fall move, you're going to stab yourself. I mean, <laughs> yeah. there ain't nothing safe in this village. So this kid gets stabbed way early, and then I remember in the beginning, I was like, oh, good. <laughs> oh, yeah, they kill him. Because I forgot that was the whole setup for the movie. Um, yeah, because we find out that his mother was a Celt. So basically, no one likes mm. this guy's dad, um, except for him, apparently. But then he acts like he doesn't like him just because he's like, I want to be worse than him, is what it seems yeah. like his goal is. Well, he's like, die! I want it! I want to be king! Yeah, because he takes his dad's crown, uh, from, crown him. from him. Yeah, like, so it kind of gets his comeuppance, but then his little mom, I just, I mean, even the mom then knew her son was a little shit, shit I yeah. feel yeah. like. because he was like... The- 14 at that point like he wasn't like a little kid no no like he was definitely always an asshole Mm -hmm. um so for her to even go to the dragon and like ask that of him right like because she's like oh you owe us because my the celts were nice to you like who gives a shit lady that and like it was very easy to go find this dragon was it not I know, and everyone's like so surprised, and she's yeah. like, "Here we go, <laughs> see the dragon, wonderful dragon." <laughs> her little like secret like passage thing that she right. has for the dragon, and then apparently. nobody can find the dragon again after that. No, he has gone in the wind. Well, and I love too how like it was this make or break moment. Like, I mean, you saw a fucking dragon. Like, the night is like shook, but. Just like, how many years later is it supposed to be? Like 12. 12. 12 years later. I mean, yeah, that's kind of a long time, but you still think you would be like, oh my God, that's the dragon voice that I, I heard. That's, and Sean Connery is not a recognizable dragon voice. Yeah. Oh, do all dragons sound the same? Do they all sound like that? Are they all sounding like Sean Connery? Did any of the other ones talk? Because the other one he took down was the lady a dragon. She didn't say a word. I know. She exactly. would have been like, hell, don't kill me, hell. <laughs> Right? <laughs> why is that? Why, why is only Sean Connery yeah, going to talking? Right? They don't explain any of that. Um, so, yeah, basically. And then even Draco the dragon, who apparently does have a real name, but no one could pronounce it, and he never gets to tell us. Um, so we just get his Malfoy name. Draco uh, <laughs> Malfoy. Which is appropriate, because we also have Jason Isaacs in this movie. Lucius Malfoy himself. Oh my god, that's who that was. <laughs> Even Andrew didn't play some. No, I, had to point it out. I, I did was like, not. We're not used to seeing him brunette. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it was. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, a lot of Harry Potter actors, did obviously. Yeah, Lupin, you got uh, Lucian Isaacs. Yeah. So. That's so funny. And that one guy who the priest guy was, he's been in a lot of movies. Yeah, he's the Postle Swift. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, so that was our introduction to the dragon, but they don't really show you in the beginning. You just get it, you see his little hands. And Cracking little, open an egg is what it looked like. Yeah. Like, snatch. I know, and then he gives the little look, boy look, his look, heart. Look, 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 Even though he said he knew he basically was a piece of shit. But yeah, because like, he's like, this bloodthirsty servant, or whatever he said. Yeah. And they're and, like, no, no, he's good. I swear. And uh, it, spoiler, he's not. And so, uh, yeah, like I said, then we find out that, um, <laughs> okay, one, this is when we keep getting the duel of Quay's accents. Mm. <laughs> is he going to be Christian real Batman? Is he going to be, I don't know, normal voice? Is he going to be whatever else he had, like, implemented in one little part, but not the rest of the movie? It depends on his mood. Uh, yeah, it really did. It was sometimes he's like this. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes he's just talking normal. And in no way does he ever have a British accent. I'm mm-hmm. like, why didn't he at least ha- try to, why didn't they at least try to have him have a British accent? Wouldn't that have made the most sense? Literally everyone else does. Yeah. And they don't act like he's supposed to be a foreigner, except for one part, but that's just because he's been gone for so long. Yeah, he's been gone for 12 years. Right. But he was still a Briton or whatever they were. And a knight. Yeah. That follows the old code. They did that a lot back then, though. It was like, 
They're British, but they talk like Dennis Quaid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like that happened a lot in the 90s. It really did. But he ends up also blaming the fucking dragon. For Oh, yeah. yeah. It was the dragon's heart corrupted the boy. Yeah. The boy was perfect before the dragon's heart he told him him. i love how he's like oh i told this kid about the old code that automatically means he's gonna listen and that it it automatically means that he yeah that he was actively listening yeah no he was not or like into it remotely right and then i like how he's like you taught me well when he's like all i learned how from you was to fight and i was like you suck the whole time you're fighting with him, though. Like, I know. You never got better from him. So. No, and then he left. Yeah. So in the 12 years, someone, somebody else was It was the other them. guy, the rough and tumble redneck guy. Yeah. <laughs> but either way. So, yeah. Just very odd. And then 12 years later, uh, basically, he's been, yeah, running around, killing fucking dragons. And basically trying to instinct an entire species. And he, he, he did. That isn't... That, that never was... That like, never did no harm to you. Nothing. And I'm like, Dennis Quaid and Bowen, like, this movie... Especially when he... When, what I thought was the worst part about it was that Draco said, Remember, remind him of his vows constantly, like, every day. And the first sign that he wasn't who he thought he was, he just hightails it and leaves. Mm-hmm. Like, you're supposed to stay there and remind him of his vows every day. You're supposed to make uh. sure that he does it. Force him into it. But the sign of trouble, he's like, no. Well, and that's my thing with the movie is from the beginning, I'm kind of like, all of these people are pieces of shit. Right. Like, I don't actually care about any of them. The kid, obviously, Einan or whatever, he's like the villain ultimately. But even Bowen's a shitty person. Yeah. Like, oblivious and shitty. And <laughs> that's my favorite combo. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, the mom is really wishy-washy in the beginning. Yeah, and then in the end, tries to kill her son, basically. Well, yeah, which, I mean, as she should have from the get-go. Like, she should have just let him die, and then she could have been free of both of them. I did like when she was like... Like, medieval moms, like, okay, if I were a medieval mom, (laughs) or a dark age mom, and I was probably sold into slavery, essentially, to, oh, this king of Britain, and that motherfucker dies, and then his shitty son also might die in the same day, I'd be like, how? fucking Lulia. Right. I'm the queen now, <laughs> I'm bitch. the queen, all hail Mary, queen of Scots. <laughs> like, I don't like, know. Like, Bowen, coming with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, something. And I'm like, oh, maybe don't kill the dragons and let's befriend them and then they can, like, fucking Protect our, our fucking village. I mean, protect our kingdom. Uh, yeah, all I gotta say is all of these people did everything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, Literally. everything in this movie. Yeah, so basically, it's just been a reign of terror um, since Bowen left, and since this guy got his dragon heart to where he's immortal. I mean, he's, like, burning people's eyes out of their heads. Yeah, because he's like, oh, I'm not going to kill anybody, but you are going to be Death punished. Death should be a release, not a punishment. Yeah. And he also, um, runs into the red-headed girl again. Mm-hmm. And he, like, finally remembers kind of who she is. And then her dad was kind of the one who had led that original revolt anyway. That, yeah. And uh, all that other kind of stuff. So it kind of makes them all connected, and now at this point he's like, ooh, I want the lady. Mm-hmm. So essentially, that's what's going to be the beginning. Um, you got your setup. And from there, we of course get the classic synopsis, where Quaid and Draco eventually run into each other from his dragon's land, and then they come to an agreement. Because, yeah, Draco's the last one. Every day they hustling. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and they, again, have, like, the character of, like, a the brother, Brother Gilbert, who comes and kind of goes throughout the film. It's kind of uh, like Knight's Tale. A little like, bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they, like I so said, they have the redhead girl, which I don't even remember. Did they ever actually tell us her name? Kara. Kara. You said it earlier, and I didn't remember. Kara. Yeah, Kara. Yeah, but my one question about the scam, because uh, they have them, like, always, they're like, oh, he'll throw... Like, uh, spear the or spear and, and like, which every town water. just happens to have one, I guess. Have every lake. village has a or that lance thing. I think he like builds it. Oh, okay. I think it's part of his skill set or oh, something. Okay, being a dragon slayer, maybe. <laughs> He's like, Do you have any lumber? But my question is, though, is yeah, there's like happens, the one there has group to be a people, body of water, I yeah. Guess. And like, when it goes wrong and the body of water isn't a body of water, it was just like a little like mud bog thing or whatever. 
I mean, even before, I've been like, where are all the corpses of these dragons? Like, they magically are just disappearing. Like, you know Well, they I mean? disappear because at the end of the movie, yeah, but Draco does. I, I know, but they didn't explain that to us at oh, all in, yeah, throughout yeah, the entire yeah. film. So, all in the beginning, I'm like, so wouldn't there be dragon corpses everywhere? <laughs> Rotting around? Yeah. Like, or like people would want to use them for meat or something. And I don't know. It doesn't seem like any of the other dragons he killed ever did that. Because he actually, like, that was the first time he ever saw that shit. That's true. Maybe they didn't mm. go to heaven. They did not go to Dragon Heaven in the stars. Because they didn't give up their hearts. Keep your eyes on the stars. Eyes on the stars. (laughs) Yeah, because that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me either. Because you can only end up in the stars of your ancestors because of why. Like, what did you have to do? It wasn't just give up your heart. It was something like... It was just like being noble and shit, right? Oh, is that what it was? I don't know. I couldn't, I can't remember. <laughs> I was like, well, how are you supposed to end up up there? I, it would kind of get a little like too cheesy, a little yeah. too like, you know, like on the nose for me where I'm like, oh, kind of eye roll a, a little, little bit. little dogs go to heaven. A little saccharin. <laughs> um, you can never come back. Child. And that's, and like I so said, that's where it's weird though, because then they have the scenes like, where, uh, like I said, the king, like, basically then finally murders that girl's dad after he'd been torturing him and keeping him, like, in prison for, like, mm-hmm. 12 years. Then straight up murks him right in front of her. So, of course, she sneaks in and is going to try to kill the fucking king. Like, she gives no shits. And that mm-hmm. is what I like about her character, where she's like, I'm just going to do this shit myself. Fuck it. <laughs> and, uh, of course, she gets caught. But then they're almost, like, implying, like, almost like a sexual assault or, like, kind of. Right. But they don't do, you know, like, it's very weirdly done and it almost just feels uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> like, it did. Because you were like, oh, they're in on a bed. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, like trying to make her like propositions. Yeah. And like, I don't know. And then that's where I'm kind of like, like Andrew said, I'm like, pick one or the other. Was this an adult film? Like adult, like fantasy type thing? Or is it meant for family and children? Like, because right. this is a little creepy. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it was the nine days and there was... Yeah, and I guess it, it could have been way over. more rapey, uh, yeah. given the time period, probably. But still, it was uh, it was gross. <laughs> That's where I'm like, pick a lane. Pick well, a lane. And that dad's acting, though, when he died, that was hilarious. Her dad. Oh, her dad. <laughs> <laughs> <It> was, yeah. <laughs> oh. And then, like, the other girl, the mom releases the girl and lets her escape. Mm -hmm. So this is, yeah, where you're like, okay, I guess she does see that her son's a piece of shit. And then they try to, like, fake you out, though, because she hires dragon slayers. Right. But she she somehow knows they're intricately linked together. I guess, well, she knows all about the dragons. Well, she knows all about the dragons. She's got a Celts kept up with the dragon lore, I guess. I guess so. Um, Because we basically get to the point where it it all had come to a head because they were fine doing their scam and everything, but Kara basically was the one trying to rev them up because, of course, they all end up, their paths all cross and everything. And Mm -hmm. he ends up actually kind of helping her and... But she still tries to stop them almost, but it goes in their favor a little bit. Um, but that's where I don't get because she was like trying to trying to stop them from scamming people, which I right, get. Right. But then she's also wanting their help. So I'm like, well, you I guess she wants their help. Well, fucking with their bag ain't the way to get it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's the way I look if at you, it. You uh, always need gold to. Start a revolution. Yeah, exactly. To fund a rebellion. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that's where I'm kind of like, ah, I didn't like, I didn't really like how they handled Kara's character overall. Like, she could have been like the strong, cool female character. She was still kind of a love interest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They just kind of half-assed her like they do with a lot of these characters. But eventually, uh, the dragon agrees to help with her insurgency. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Quaid um, follows suit as well. Because they finally have all of these dawning realizations throughout the film. Although it still takes Quaid that long to figure out that it was indeed the same dragon. Like, that's what blew my mind. Uh, that's what blew my mind, too, the whole time. That he did not recognize. Yeah, it's like really, it's literally right towards him. Like they are fucking storming the castle and shit. And he was just like, oh, <laughs> it was you. <laughs> Even though you were talking about him and you're like, how do you know that? And he's like, oh, all dragons there, that story. 
And he's like, oh, really? That was me. I was a knight. <laughs> I mean, you're 100% right. That's exactly, that's exactly how it was. Um, yeah, and we, you get a big showdown, the storming the castle. I mean, classic, like, fantasy trope, I guess, you know. That's when I was doing the 10-second fast-forward. <laughs> oh, you're trying to get through this shit. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stay awake. <laughs> um, yeah, so like you said, you find out that the queen had hired the dragon slayers for the specific reason of she knew she wanted to kill her son. But um, why the dragon got to die in the process? I know, right? I'm like, why don't they just, uh, I mean, I would have enslaved the prince. Yeah, you don't have to kill him. Yeah, I would have locked him up in the fucking dungeon. Took his eyes. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Took his eyes. Make him a eunuch. Put him on his little pussy lips. Yeah. <laughs> you will receive nothing. And You'll then, be uh, just enough to keep alive. Yeah, buddy. to keep the dragon alive. Exactly. Because he's going to protect our castle now. Right. Because of all the people you pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> I still got a little teary-eyed when the dragon died. Did you? I did, a little bit. Because I'm like, he didn't deserve any of this. I he know. He was just trying he to help just... his dragon kind. <laughs> this is so sad. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And then the I feel boy... like it's a fitting end for us humans, though. I, no, you're right. Well, and then, like... Just like if there was a unicorn in real life. Yeah. There'd be somebody that'd kill it. There would be. You're 100% right. Yeah, because, like... Because uh, even she, the the mom who helps, um, the son ends up killing her before mm-hmm. he is his. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. They pretty much uh, fuck him up, though, and take his shit. And how they do it, though, is that, yeah, they have to kill... He kills the dragon to kill the, yeah, um, the, the guy. Kid, the kid. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, like, so, yeah, and then the dragon body disappears and turns into fucking stars. Turn, and they turn into little circly stars, and then they go back to the... Con- and they're like... And, and then, then they randomly, they say... Very and then, whenever they wanted... What did they say at the end? It was, like, so, so stupid. They looked up at the dragon star. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And they made sure it looked like like a real dragon in the stars at first. To make sure that you know what a constellation actually is. Yeah. Because when I was a kid, I was like, I don't say anything. I mean, I still don't. I'm like, yeah, you can connect those dots and pretend that's what it is. (laughs) Right? (laughs) It's like a line. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Because I love how the world... Now, the little dipper, I know. That one, I can tell. Exactly. But I know, I love, like, even, like, Orion's belt and stuff, and you see it, and they're like, oh, see, it's a sword, and this and that. And then, like, they have the dots connected, and you're like, no, I don't see it. And then someone will, like, draw, like, this very, like, ornate, intricate line like, around it. Well, you got yeah. that from three dots? <laughs> I could do that, too, out of any amount of random dots if I really wanted to. <laughs> you're like, but they're in, in no sh- way, shape, or form. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> And this is why I like astronomy, but I'm real bad at it. <laughs> um, well, that was it. What did you think? I mean, it was all right. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, I guess it, I mean, it is a family film more than uh, strictly like adults only fantasy yeah. uh, movie. I would say that. It definitely is like still PG enough. Mm-hmm. Um, it had the dragon exactly as we said dragon should be. Sentient. Mm-hmm. With a Sean Connery accent. That's true. <laughs> and I did like that they kind of did their own little variations. Like, you could tell they did a little hodgepodge mix of, right, uh, different. of different kinds of dragon lore. My only complaint about the dragon thing, besides the obvious, the CG, yeah. um, I didn't feel like he was very big. He didn't seem like a big dragon. Well, I guess, I mean, 18 feet, I feel like, is still pretty large, but I guess, I guess just that when he was walking next to him like a dog, it just didn't like, <laughs> And I think, big. too, because you're seeing it from the forward perspective, but yeah. he's supposed to have a whole ass end behind him, True. and tail, and the True. tail's supposed to have like a, even like a, it almost looked like that dinosaur that has the thing on the end. Right, because like, he used his tail as a sword a mm-hmm, lot, yeah. which I wasn't a fan of that either, really. Yeah. So I'm like, so he sh- has to fight like this? <laughs> Shaking his little group thing. Shake his little shake your group thing. Uh, apparently. I I probably won't ever watch it again. No, I think that's enough for me. Maybe good. in another 20 years I might yeah. go back to it. Because I'm like, oh yeah, Dragonheart. Let's watch <laughs> the accent change every five seconds. No. Uh, so yeah. 
Um, this one will safely be tucked away back in the nostalgia <laughs> box. <laughs> I'd be like, it was a movie I liked. What was, was really kid. funny is that when I went to rent it, it was still like fourteen dollars to buy. Oh, was it? I didn't. I pay was like, because I was like, oh, it's three nine nine. I'll just go ahead and fucking buy it. I don't care. Yeah, you know. No. No, it's fourteen dollars. Like, Dennis Quaid ah. gonna get his? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, um, uh, no, Dragonheart. That's so funny. I mean, Monkey Bone was only. <laughs> oh. And now I own that one. There you go forever. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that was uh, that was it. So that was it. Uh, <laughs> I was greatly disappointed by both of our Year of the Dragon picks because I didn't enjoy Reign of Fire very much. I still enjoyed Reign of Fire. And this one, I was even like, it's pretty bad still. Like, even if it's not as bad as <laughs> I, I anticipated. I think, it I think because it wasn't as bad as I anticipated, I didn't mind it, as exactly, much. Exactly, yeah. Because it wasn't that long. Yeah. If you're going to be bad, at least don't be long. Yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> can't complain. Yeah, well, that it's was Dragon suffices Heart. to what February has been so far. That's so true, man. I'm not disappointed, <laughs> actually. It's right on par. You're the dragon uh, kicking off a little rough. With a little fizzle. Yeah, there we go. Shooting them out of your nose instead of your mouth. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> a little nasal, nasally. A little nasally dragon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that'll conclude our Year of the Dragon theme, and we will march into musicals. Oh, good segue. <laughs> so proud of ourselves. Of course. <laughs> and as always, you can find us on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Threads. On Twitter is where you'll find a link to the Discord if you would care to join. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of where we're at on social needs. Um, I don't think we have any mini-sos lined up right now. Um. Not unless something catches the thoughts. Yeah, I might be watching Saltburn tonight. We didn't get to our movie night. Like I said, it was kind of a rough week for everybody. So, we may be doing our movie night tonight, and I might be watching that newer one, Saltburn. I don't know what that is. It's like... Some rich guy Gross. takes in this other, like, poor guy, and, like, I think they're in college together or something, and he feels bad for, like, his poor friend, and he's like, oh, come to my elaborately rich estate, and then, like, he witnesses horrifying events. I don't know. It's kind of vague. And then I've been hearing, like, some people say, like, oh, it's really disturbing and creeps them out, and then some people are, like, barely bothered by it at all, so I feel like it's one of, like, what, which camp are you in? Barely bothered by it i'm guessing so yeah because even my co-worker recommended it to me and she was like i'm not really bothered by it and she's like really into horror and stuff like i am so i was like okay it's probably probably be fine you're like so it's not the human centipede yeah exactly (laughs) because she's like i don't know how like you can and i was like i have seen the human centipede and andrew and i were even we made that joke uh talking i think it was just last night and he's like, I do kind of want to watch the third. I'm like, me too, because it's like the campy one where they're like, they do it to like prisoners and it's like a mass human centipede and it's gone like full camp or something. So we may watch that one sometime. You go right ahead. <laughs> I have no desire. <laughs> the first one is fucked and I probably would never watch the second, but the third looked crazy enough to like, I could, I could watch it. Nah. I could probably. Nah. I used to be I used to be that kind of you know like horror movie watcher where I'm like oh I'll watch I'll see Anything. I'll see where my limit is yeah. yeah. Well, time to hit the dusty trail. Until next time. Later, taters. I was almost a little early on that one. <laughs> <A little early. laughs>